Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a Challenge Cup Week 2 preview for everyone, but a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. You can watch us as video too at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you never miss out on our exclusive interviews or whenever we go live. And uh, of course, if you're joining us live right now, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Drop us a note in the chat. Uh, tell us which teams you think are going to win this weekend or lose this weekend, which team you're supporting or, or any other questions that you might have for us. So uh Excited to be doing this live again with you, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I like when we're going live. So we're trying to go live every Sunday as a recap of the weekend and what happens. And keep a keep an eye out, listeners and fans. We're going to try to go live Thursdays as well to preview the weekend. Everything will still come out as a podcast um, Friday for this one and then Monday for our, our recap of the weekend. But I like doing this because we... When we record our podcast, Sandra, we don't edit it. We don't change anything. Occasionally, we like mess up at the beginning because we're like talking too quickly or anything and we start (laughs) over. But that's really it. We don't take anything out. We don't edit it. It's all live. So I like going live because then we also get to interact with all of our fans and our listeners um, and and people asking questions about the NWSL and and getting insight on their stuff. Um, But I'm good good today traveling again this weekend to call some games which i'm excited about how are you how was your week are you looking forward to this weekend how's it going yeah i'm hyped i'm absolutely hyped uh i love that challenge cup is in full swing my weekend was good uh and i'm looking forward to this weekend as well because you know as everyone knows i'm local to chicago so i'm i'm likely to head on over and and check out that that first challenge cup game uh with the the red stars in, in kansas city current at sea geek stadium so uh if you're heading on through to that game, uh, make sure you say, hey, what's up? You know, holler at your girl if you see her. Um, so I'm hyped about it. The weather's not going to be super cooperative, but yeah. that's not going to that's not going to I'm not going to let it steal my joy. I'm, gonna, I'm like still I'm still very hyped for it. There's nothing like uh, taking in live a live game. I think yes. we can both agree on that. Yes, for sure. I, I don't get to do it enough this year. I'm going to try to get to a lot more. But as a fan, well, yeah. like still working, always working. But as a fan, not calling a game because that's very different. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that energy for sure. It's it's two different. It's absolutely two different vibes of uh, yeah. taking in a game just for enjoyment versus having to go and work a match day. Two completely different energies. Absolutely. But it's hard to believe already week two of Challenge Cup matches are here. 
we're going to go ahead and let you know that uh, you can watch all these matches on Paramount Plus. So if for whatever reason, if you have missed out on all the week one action, you can catch Challenge Cup matches both live and on demand on Paramount Plus. So you can log in your Paramount Plus account and catch up on the matches that you may have missed, and then stay in tune for you know the matches that are going to be coming up on this weekend. So hit, head on over to Paramount Plus for NWSL action this weekend. Coming up, we've got uh, six matches taking place: Racing Louisville versus Houston Dash on a Friday, March twenty fifth. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Washington Spirit versus New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, also Friday. Chicago Red Stars and Kansas City Current, also Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And Angel City versus OL Rain on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. North Carolina Courage versus Orlando Prime, Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. San Diego Wave FC versus Portland Thorns, closing out action on saturday 10 p.m eastern we love to keep an eye on those those late night yes just to see what's going to be happening in those late hours let's get into our match of the weekend segment for everyone what we've been doing is we've been highlighting some matches that we're going to be keeping an eye on during challenge cup and for this weekend we've chosen a couple of different matches for a couple different reasons so let's start with this first one we're taking a look and keeping a close eye on the West region division of Challenge Cup San Diego Way versus Portland Thorns FC. Lisa, why why is this our match of the week and why do you think people should be tuning into the match this weekend? So this match between San Diego Wave and Portland Thorns is match of the weekend because this is our first look at the expansion side, San Diego Wave FC against not just another team in the NWSL but a, a powerhouse in Portland Thorns, a team that has historically done very, very well in the league. It's a chance for um, Rain Wilkinson, head coach of Portland Thorns, to kind of show what she's been working on this last week, what what they've taken from their match against OL Rain, Portland, and now that they can impose on San Diego. And we chose San Diego versus Portland versus Angel City versus OL Rain because I think San Diego has a better chance of competing with Portland than OL Rain or than Angel City does with OL Rain. Okay. In my defense, because the personnel that San Diego has, I think we'll see a stronger starting 11 from them uh, than comparative to what they played against Angel City last week. There was players with limited minutes in Abby Dahlkamper and Alex Morgan. Um, and I think that they will just be a stronger threat against Portland. I'm also excited to see how the back line of San Diego Wave handles Christine Sinclair, Sophia Smith, um, those attacking weapons that Portland has. It's also the three back, the three, five, three that Portland was playing against San Diego's lineup of a a four, five, one, almost a a four, three, three, technically. Um, So that's what I'm excited about because formationally it's going to expose more holes for San Diego in how they can match up against a team like Portland. So this is hands down the match of the weekend for me. It's there's certain player personnel that I'm interested in seeing how um, the rookies on San Diego wave on the expansion side, Kelsey Turnbow, they, Naomi Gurma, they match up against Portland and handle some of their players because I think the matchup between Sophia Smith and Naomi Gurma is going to be a good one to ma- to watch. Sometimes we talk about like our 1v1 battles. I think that's a pretty good 1v1 battle that yeah. is going to expose the weakness of 
the opponent. So I think Sophia Smith will expose some things about Gurma that we don't know yet. And I think Gurma is also going to force Sophia Smith to try some different things, not be stuck in, in the same creative attacking ways, but try different tactics and, and different things. Um, this is for sure it. Uh, what are you looking at between I like San Diego that. and Portland? Listen, I, it sounds like you're you're making some good cases here for both teams, but it sounds like your pick, if you're, ha- if you're making a pick, is going for San Diego Wave FC. And I like that. I like that. I, I also really like you bringing up Guillermo versus Smith, a little yeah. Stanford versus Stanford action yes. going on there with these two. That could be an individual matchup, a 1v1 that we can maybe take a look at, take a deeper dive and the recap when we rejoin everybody on Sunday. So something to keep lingering in the back of our heads. But I'm not too sure if there's going to be a winner or a loser in this one. Mm-hmm. There's something that's really making me keep my eyes locked in on this West division is the fact that all four of these teams walked away with their opening weekend match with a draw. And yeah. they were draws where there were 1-1 one, one, one score lines, right? So teams that were able to go ahead and, and, and find an equalizer or get on the board in some capacity, but also kind of suffer from a little bit of, of a mistake, right? I think when you're bringing up somebody like somebody like a Naomi Germa, I'm thinking about that that equal that that goal that opening goal that, yeah. that happened in Angel City, right? Just sort of this wide open space, right, for Savannah McCaskill to just sort of execute on this very lofty cross into the box. So I'm sure that that's something that they're still thinking about, something that they want to tighten up. I really do want to see the sort of week to week development, right, of some of these rookies going on. So I am going to be keeping an eye on Naomi Guerra for sure. I'm going to still be keeping an eye on maybe the midfield as well for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up. There was some some into and action going in that California clash, right? And there was a lot of running and and, and through the middle and 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 no midfield vibes, quite frankly, no. going on through that match. So I'm a little curious to see what this matchup looks like with the wave and the thorns because the thorns have had some complications or some glitches kind of thrown into their midfield as well. Like uh, we're doing this live right ahead of, um, mm-hmm. you know, having any availability reports or injury reports, um, you know, at at our, uh, you know. The, to be able to look at and say like, mm, this is how it's maybe going to look. So just going off of last weekend, having somebody like a Rocky Rodriguez unavailable with an ankle issue yeah. for the Florence, I think you could sort of see some of the holes, right? Uh, some A player who can come in and sort of calm things down a little bit while still connecting with that attacking line. If she's available in any capacity to be able to have an impact for the Thorns, I might actually give the edge a little bit to the Thorns, but I think this actually might end in a draw. So I love that you think it's going to be a draw. First of all, I am going to dub San Diego with this one. And of course we don't have availability reports and injury reports yet. So I don't, uh, this may change, but I'm going to give San Diego this win. But I love that you brought up the midfield because in the California clash, there was no midfield for either side (laughs) as San Diego's midfield was non-existent. I'm going to stick with San Diego on this one. They didn't really have a midfield. They weren't controlling it. It was just get the ball from, defensively to the forwards and see if the forwards can do something. Now, if Portland is missing some key players in their midfield, which against OL Reign, OL Reign controlled the midfield. Who in the midfield battle, specifically between Portland and San Diego, which team is going to control that area of the field? Oh, gosh. Again, I just wish, I just, I think I'm sticking with. I think it's going to be a big test for San Diego. Yeah, that's what I, I think. It's, if they can hold their own against even Portland's unhealthy midfield, so say um, Rocky's not in there, Rocky Rodriguez isn't playing in this match, I think if San Diego can hold their own against Portland's midfield, 
it's going to be a promising year for San Diego. I think the opening 15 minutes of this match is going to tell us right away what we're what we're gonna see uh i I like it i I, we'll we'll see who if if somebody in the west ends up sort of getting a hold on this regional division i think this is a a good match to sort of see who that's going to be let's jump ahead to another match that we're going to be keeping our eye on our second match of the weekend we're going to be taking a look at the East region in this one, we're going to be looking at North Carolina Courage versus Orlando Pride. When it comes to general standings in the Challenge Cup right now, North Carolina Courage are number one in the East. And if this was a larger table, they'd likely be number one in the general standing, so to speak, right? But they're going up against an Orlando Pride that I think maybe put some some folks on notice a little bit, right? Holding the NWSL 2021 Championship to, uh, champions to a scoreless draw in that week one match and uh we talked a little bit about it on the recap we mm-hmm. talked a, bit, a little bit about it during our, our midweek segment our news and notes segment where we chatted about the the physicality right some of the choppiness that was coming into play uh, on this match so when we're looking at these two teams lisa maybe for you could speak a little bit to orlando pride specifically uh, do you think we're going to see like this a week two like that next step are we going to see something a little more in terms of tactics from this team are we going to still continue to see a bit of choppy physical play from this orlando pride side I think we will still see choppy physical play. There's only been six days of training, five five days of training. You think one of them is in the film room, they get an off day. Um, And that's not enough to have cohesive play and have connections and rhythm within a team. Now, this is a big, big matchup because... North Carolina is only one of two teams that walked away with points last weekend. They're also the only team to record a win with a shutout. So defensively, they were sound. And offensively, they were able to get the ball in the back of the net, which, right, that's kind of the whole point of soccer. Can you score? And can you keep your opponents from scoring? And North Carolina is the only team to have done that successfully in the first week. Now, I was very pleasantly surprised with how Orlando played in the first week. I think they have a lot of good player personnel. I think Aaron McLeod in goal did a fantastic job. And when you watch the the match last week, North Carolina against Gotham, North Carolina had so many chances on crosses and services into the box. And that's what they're really good at. Carson Pickett, Mary Mathias, they're so good at sending those services into the box. And that's what makes them so dangerous. Now against a team like Orlando Pride that has a pretty good defensive back line and Aaron McLeod in goal, I don't think that crosses are going to be an issue. It's almost like, sure, send in all the crosses you want against Orlando because McLeod is just going to grab them out of the air. She's going to own her box. She's going to be loud and vocal in that back line. So this is a huge matchup to me because looking at like our, our power rankings North Carolina is number one right now. Orlando is also pretty high in this chat as or in this as well. And this is a pretty large matchup. I don't think that it's going to end with a win. I think both teams are going to come out of this one with a draw. We might see scores. Um, we might see one, one, but I think it's going to be a draw between these two because what we've seen from Orlando pride is that they can compete and they can play. So this is what I'm pretty excited about to see throughout this one. Right on. I'm with you on that. I I don't think that we're going to see 
uh, this like giant leap from Orlando Pride when it comes to things tactically, right? I do think perhaps we could see a goal from them in this one. Yeah. North Carolina Courage and Orlando Pride are two teams that when they have gone head to head against each other in, in fixtures like this, like a challenge cup or when they've had like preseason scrimmages against each other, or I think at one point in one preseason, it was referred to as like the friendship cup at some mm-hmm. point. Um, they have got, they've had, played some really kind of closely contested matches and Orlando pride has been able to go up against some very stacked North Carolina teams and walk away with a result. So I don't know if we're going to see some like savvy, sophisticated soccer out of this pride side, but I do think we're going to see some competitive soccer between these two teams. Now the pick, I think maybe because of the history between these two teams, maybe I should have saved my draw for this one, but I'm not going to do that. I think North Carolina courage are going to be the team that ends up building on their week one performances. I like what we saw out of this courage side. This is a team led by head new head coach Sean Nahas talking about, we're not using the word rebuild. We're, we're doing a little bit of retooling and we're still going to be, a North Carolina courage side that goes out there and tries to get the win. And I think we saw that in that first week, seeing somebody like the Binya moved a little higher to goal. I mean, that's only going to benefit your team, right? Yeah. When we're looking at a player like who was typically uh, in that box to box midfield in the past, uh, getting her in a more threatening position is only going to benefit a team like the courage. And we're seeing that they can still make teams pay on set pieces. You know, these are things that have been a part, uh, you know, of this courage side that have sort of been staples within their style of play. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I'm going to go with the courage on this one. I think that they might really tighten their grip a little bit more in the East on this one. I don't know if it'll be a huge blowout win by any means, uh, but I do think it'll be the, be the ones walking away with the win. Yeah, I, I could see that too because they have the momentum from last week and they've already done it. They've secured the three points and I don't know. I'm still going with the draw on this one. I think players to watch out for, Michaela Clough, the rookie on Orlando Pride. We saw small moments of her greatness and being really good on the ball. And actually, as those 90 minutes went on, she became more confident with the ball at her feet, dribbling through defenders. And I think against a team like North Carolina, she could do that throughout the midfield. She could pick up the ball, turn, run at the back line and and go for it. So I'm excited to watch Clough in this matchup, but I'm still going to give it a draw. Right on. I like that we both want to draw up different ones for our match of the week. Let's take a look at some rookies to watch during Challenge Cup Week 2 matches. We got a couple of rookies on our radar that we want to see them build off of what they did in Week 1. We're going to start off with Racing Louisville and Houston Dash. We're taking a look at Jalen Howe in this one. Lisa, break it down. Why we got our eye on her? Yes, I am very, very keyed in on Jalen Howe because she's arguably could have gone number one overall, ended up going number two overall in the 2022 draft. And she was drafted to a team in Racing Louisville that needs control of the midfield. They don't have um, a, a big defensive presence in their midfield unit. And in speaking with head coach Kim Bjorkegren of Racing Louisville, Jalen Howell is a player that could be the best in the world, specifically at that position as well. 
And he's asking very specific things of her defensively to hold her position, to not get out of shape, to break up transitional play. Last week against Kansas City Current, I think Jalen Howell hid. She wasn't a part of the attack. She wasn't that connector piece from the back line to the front line. She didn't switch the ball from left to the left side of the field to the right side of the field. And maybe that wasn't her role. It was to be more defensive, to prevent Hamilton and Williams from scoring and, and Lola Bonta from making those deep runs out of midfield. However, now in, in this matchup for racing Louisville against a team like Houston dash, I want to see Jalen Howell take on attackers and defenders and have the ball at her feet and go towards the back line and, and become more part of the attack in a connecting way. I'm not saying she needs to score goals or get assists or anything like that, but I hope that Jalen Howell can watch an OL rain game and maybe watch Quinn play and how Quinn can connect the left side of the field to the right and the front to the back. And that's what I want to see from Jalen Howell. I think last week she had some jitters in her first match professional game against a team like Kansas city. And this week against Houston, knowing that Houston lost last week, yeah. that also helps a player in Jalen Howell's position to go up in that match and say, I can, I can beat this team. I can go against Shea Groom and I can lock her down and then also quickly distribute the ball and start the attack for our team. So Jalen Howe, she is rookie that I am circling that I, I'm hoping makes big strides this weekend. And I think she will. Okay. So in, in Jalen Howell being your rookie to watch when we're looking ahead a little bit at this matchup specifically between racing Louisville and Houston dash is, is that alluding to the fact you're going to go with Louisville in this one, or are you thinking it's going to end out a shake out in the draw or a loss? So I actually think Houston's going to win this one. Okay. I think that they got pissed off last week about yeah. Chicago and the fact that they went up a goal and then ended up conceding three at the end of yeah. that match. I think that they are not too happy with it. Um, and because they are a team that has a head coach in James Clarkson, that's been around and understands the challenge cup. I think they can look at racing Louisville and say, we need to bring it to them. Um, but I, it, Still watch Jalen Howe. I think it'll be impressive, but I think Houston's going to come out on top in this one. Listen, I was going to say, I like that. I, uh, a rookie can, on the opposition uh, of a loss, could still have a good game, right? Despite yeah. the results. So I like that you're like, you're looking at a rookie in Jalen Howe, right? Yeah, going to be in this match, but you're going the other way in terms of who's going to be coming out in, in, in as, a, as far as a result. I'm, I'm with you on that one a little bit. I, we talked about it in the recap, watching Houston going up against Chicago. Uh, I think there's going to be some things that they are going to try to want to build on from their week one performance. Uh, they struggled in the middle third. Absolutely. I think yeah. that maybe this is a trend that we saw a little bit throughout week one for certain teams um, with uh, some question marks in, in the midfield. And I think Houston was one of those teams. It'll be interesting to see what uh, head coach James Clarkson does to try to maybe tweak some things how that looks uh, we saw some substitutions come into play but not really pan off right seeing some uh, someone like Shea Gru come out and then having somebody like uh, Brie Vizali come in and picking up a yellow just immediately after being on the pitch and and then I think that comes into play a little bit when they had ended up moving somebody like a uh, Shofi Schmidt right into the back line at the center back duo alongside Katie Naughton and that's someone who typically has you know, held things down for the dash in the midfield. So there's some some question marks there. Um, we're going to see if maybe uh, the rookie in Jalen Howell has, uh, you know, 
some film to go off of there to maybe sort of try to dictate wow. some things and dictate some things in the tempo for that middle third. So I, I like that she is the rookie to watch, but I'm with you, Lisa, in terms of uh, her having a, a breakout game a little bit, but maybe Houston still figuring things out enough to walk away with the win. I just liked what we saw from their attacking line with Sanchez and, and, and Michelle Prince and Rachel Daly, very yeah. nearly, you know, bringing the heat towards that final 15, minutes against Chicago Red Stars with Prince and Daly getting some quality looks on goal, forcing some saves out of Alyssa Nair. So I got to think that the finishing is going to come for that team a little bit sooner rather than later. And I too am going to be going with Houston uh, in this match with a breakout game from the rookie in Jalen Howell. <laughs> Let's keep it going with more rookies, though. Let's pay attention to some more rookies during the Challenge Cup because this is really, we're still in the early vibes. We're still in the early energy of, of 2022 and NWSL. And this is really the time when we're starting to see new faces, rookies specifically, getting some time on the pitch, perhaps trying to still get some evaluations in, uh, you know, on the coaching side of things. And they want to see the development of these young players and how they fit in to their schemes and their tactics. So for me, I'm going to be looking at Ava Cook this weekend for the Chicago Red Stars. When we're talking a little bit about substitutions happening over the course of match week one, I want to see Ava Cook again in match week two for Chicago Red Stars. This is someone who came onto the pitch for Chicago at the start of halftime and immediately made an impact for the team alongside fellow rookie Sarah Griffith. Ava Cook getting some shots off, getting uh, into the box, uh, getting a little mm -hmm. bit rough and tumble at some points uh, with, with Houston Dash backline. Ended up winning a foul in the box off a 70s play that led to that penalty yeah. kick awarded. So tons of stuff out of Ava Cook already, and I would love to see more of it uh, this coming weekend for Chicago as they prepare to take on Kansas City current, Lisa. I love this pick because Ava Cook is... Uh, she's not going to be the star of Chicago Red Stars because Mallory Pugh is that role player. She needs to score goals. She needs to get on the board. She needs to be the forward that teams occupy. So that leaves a very specific role for the other forwards alongside Mallory Pugh in Ava Cook, Sarah Griffith. But I think Ava Cook did a tremendous job being that role player, meaning you receive the ball as a forward and you hold up play. You either drop it back to Nagasato underneath you or you flick it off to Pew running on, but you are not the one that's going to score 30 goals this year. And I think as a rookie, it's almost good for Cook to not have that pressure on her, to not have to go out every game or every practice and find the back of the net 90% of the time because that role has already been given to Mallory Pugh and Cook does a nice job in the last mass match against Houston of using her body, bodying up against defenders, receiving that ball from either the Chicago back line or the midfielders and then allowing Pugh to make those diagonal deep runs through the back line of opponents off of Cook. So this is a great, great one to watch. Another good rookie. I mean, there's so many good rookies to keep an eye on in this league, but Jalen Howe for sure, Ava Cook, a a really good one from Chicago. So in this matchup, Chicago versus Kansas City, Chicago got the win. They, they are the only other team besides North Carolina that walked away with three points last week. I have Chicago winning this matchup. Uh, what do you have, Sandra? Oh, I love it. It's like music to my ears <laughs> every single time you pick the Chicago Red Stars for a win on here, Lisa. But you know what? I said that Houston was going to win last week over Chicago, and yeah. I was wrong. And you know what? I'm not necessarily going to make that mistake again, but I'm 
I don't think this one's going to end up in a result. I think this one's going to be a draw. When I'm looking at Kansas City current, I'm looking at teams who are going to try to maybe tighten up some things in their week two matches. And I'm looking at Kansas City current. And when I look at their roster, it's a roster that we've both been equally impressed by, right? When we saw the moves that they were making in the offseason and sort of assembling this team to go out and compete in 2022, coming off of a last place finish in their inaugural season, I'm excited for this team and what they are going to try to put together in this season. So they closed out their week one with a 1-1 draw, kind of having to come from behind. And we saw a lot of activity from this team in the final third. And we're talking from teammates who have familiarity with each other, right? Uh, Haley Mace, Chrissy Hamilton, Lynn Williams, Sam Mewis, all having that familiarity of playing with each other previously at North Carolina Courage. And we started to see some of that activity happening in that final third, it was a little disappointing to see all of these crosses. It was like 26 something crosses, 24 total shots, uh, you know, for, for Kansas city current to close out that game against racing Louisville and to walk away with one goal. You got to think that again, similar to, to Houston Dash, where I was talking about the finishing is going to figure itself out sooner rather than later. I don't know if that's going to be in week two because Chicago has, a fairly decent yeah. backline and goalkeeper of their own, right? With with the, the matchup that we're going to be looking at with the goalkeepers with A.D. French and Alyssa Nair, that could turn into this type of game. We've yet to yeah. uh, to see that. So we saw a little bit of a goalkeepers match, I think, in the California clash. I think we might see that again in this sort of Midwest battle between these two sides with French and Nair going head-to-head, and that's why I've got this one coming out as a draw for Chicago and Kansas City. I kind of like the draw, Sandra. I'm here for it. Um, I'm still going to go with Chicago on this one. I think they just have the momentum from last week. I think playing with the three back and and five in the midfield works really well for them. And going up against a team like Kansas City is going to give them trouble, but I think Chicago can handle it attacking-wise. I think they'll get more goals. Well, you like it. I love it. Again, it's music to my ear. Anytime you decide to choose my hometown side, I appreciate it. We've got a couple other games to get through, though, uh, for Challenge Cup weekend action, and we're going to do that right now. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
But first, we want to welcome a brand new soccer podcast to the CBS Sports family in soccer. We trust it covers the beautiful game or soccer, as us Americans like to call it from a U.S. perspective. Join our host and former USMNT teammates, Jimmy Conrad, Charlie Davis and Heath Pierce, as they bring you a mix of expertise and passion on all things soccer in the United States. You can download and follow Soccer in Trust uh, soccer we trust on apple podcast spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast we had we had look we talk about nwsl but we had we had to give the plug on this one because yeah. if you're joining us live uh live uh, tonight on march 24th the men's world cup qualifiers are continuing they're going to kick off tonight it's going to be united states versus mexico it's a huge game united states are in mexico going to be facing off in Estadio Azteca, it's going to be a huge match. It's always a huge rivalry. And you know, of course, that in soccer we trust is probably going to have all the details, right, and all the perspectives going in. So we had had to give our homeboys a plug here. Yeah, go give them a listen. These are actually like my OG podcasters. I started with (laughs) Galazzo, with Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce, and now they've got Charlie Davis, and, and it's all former U.S. men's national team players talking about the men's national team. It is fantastic. It's great content. They're super goofy guys. They make you laugh. They make you cry. They, they'll they give you good picks, good betting tips, all the best things. Give it a listen. It's a good pod. Right on. Let's get back to NWSL action, though. We've got a couple more games to get through before we bid farewell to everyone. Let's take a look at the other match that's coming out of the East region. It's going to be Washington Spirit versus New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Maybe we should have put this one in as part of our uh, matches to watch this weekend. When we're looking at both of these sides, Washington Spirit, one of those teams coming out of week one with a draw, but a scoreless draw, right, against Orlando Pride. Going up against the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, the only team to both fail to pick up a result and connect on goal and walk away at least with a goal. So both teams going head-to-head here, trying to get some points, trying to build on some maybe lackluster week one performances. Lisa, who who are you looking at this one and and why? Yeah, this is a matchup that... Uh, we didn't pick it as match of the weekend because it's either going to be really competitive and really good, or we're going to see baby steps being made by both of these squads. Frankly, I mean, that's it. It could either, and you will be able to tell in the first 15, 20 minutes of this match, if you're going to want to stick around for the whole thing, or you're going to check out and come watch the highlights later on attacking third, because what we didn't see from both of these sides last weekend was cohesive passing. Um, what they did so well last year with the same personnel, they could not translate onto the pitch this this season so far in, in the Challenge Cup in that first matchup. Um, throughout last weekend, Washington Spirit have the be- the second best passing accuracy in the Challenge Cup with 81.9% success in their passing. So the... Possession we saw from Washington Spirit was really good, but their cohesiveness up front with Hatch, Sanchez, Rodman, McKeown, not there. It wasn't there. And I want to see if that's what they've worked on. In the preseason, Chris Ward said that they worked a lot on defense and hard into tackles and breaking up defensive plays. I hope that over the last six days of training, five days of training, Washington Spirit worked on passing patterns in the attacking third, making that final pass, getting shots off, quick release pass and shot, because that's what I want to see more of from their front line. And then looking at a team like Gotham who lost 2-0 to a team in North Carolina, 
I'm hoping for more from Gotham through this weekend because of that. And kind of what we saw from Gotham and what we saw from Washington, I'm taking Washington in this one. I think that the younger players in Sanchez, Rodman, McGowan, Hatch, they will be able to kickstart something a little bit more than New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC can do throughout this one. I'm with you on that pick. I think this is the one we're going uh, two for two here. I'm also going with Washington Spirit for some of the reasons that you've already mentioned, but maybe putting some numbers behind them a little bit and maybe going with a little bit of the energy that we mm-hmm. took with uh, taking a look at Houston Dash. I think Washington is upset walking out of, you know, or against yeah. Orlando with a zero, zero draw. Like, sure, it's a result, but not being able to get on the board and taking a look at the numbers coming out of this game. We're talking Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Tara McKeown combining for four shots on yeah. goal. That is an attacking core that I'm sure is not happy with those numbers uh, and their lack of production in that game. And I feel like in this one, they're going to want to absolutely build on what they were doing or uh, what the lack of what they were getting accomplished last week. Now, again, we're going live with everyone and hanging out with everybody during their lunch break or post-lunch break or pre-lunch break, whatever it is. Uh, but we're getting we're getting our reactions on this live again prior to having an injury report available or, or anything like that. So it still remains to be seen if Gotham is going to have some some pieces that were missing from their week one. Right. We, we noticed that they struggled a little bit in that middle third and and maybe they they really could use somebody like a Christy Mewis uh, involved in the mix there. So we'll see what Gotham looks like. In that starting lineup and that might maybe alter our, our initial picks a little bit right we'll we'll see but i just think that for washington spirit they've got more there to build off of from yeah. their week one performance versus uh versus gotham there were a lot of stretches of time in their opening match against carolina courage where they just sort of looked like they never found their way into the game, uh, which I think is, you know, yes, it could be chalked up to, to week one energy and week one, uh, you know, tactics like that. It's the first game of the year. And so maybe there will be a, a different look or a different energy coming into, into this week. But I just think that there's more there for the spirit. I just think that their attacking core is going to eventually convert and produce some, some goals for this spirit side. And that's going to contribute to the yeah. win overall. On this one so i'm going spirit with you in the east on this one lisa we got one last one to close out uh with for our listeners here out of the west it's all rain versus angel city again we kicked it off with a game coming out of the west and we're closing it out with a game in the west it's the west division is literally up for grabs <laughs> who is going to try and get a hold on it in this one do you think we're going to get a winner out of this one, Lisa, who who are you choosing and why? And or if it's a draw, why are you choosing to draw? I'm picking a winner. OL Rain. They are going to win this one. I'm going to state that up front. Um, both of these sw- sides scored points last weekend. They both had goals last weekend and walking away with one point each uh, on those ties that they had. But what we saw from OL Rain against Portland Thorns, they controlled the midfield. They had really good patience in, in their passing abilities. They had good off-ball movement to create those open lanes to have those really good balls played through to the front line. Uh, the cohesiveness from OL Rain is really good. I think Laura Harvey does a nice job scouting as well. And she could watch Angel City last week against San Diego. And 
of course, Kristen Press is a player you're circling on Angel City as a defensive team to say, we need to keep an eye on her. We need to watch her. And I think O.L. Reign can do that. Um, I think that the only tricky part will be is if Kristen Press can create space for herself, which she can always create space for herself, and then get good shots off. I think that the goalkeeper battle between Tullis Joyce and Press, that'll be an interesting one because I think Press can whip it past Tullis Joyce. So while Rain is up for a really, really tall task to not give her any space. But I do think that Oil Rain is going to win this one, even if both sides score. I, I'm going to predict both sides do get a goal, but that Oil Rain comes out on top. I'm interested to see if Angel City head coach Freya Coombe will rotate more. She only put one yeah. sub in last week against San Diego. And that could be for a million different reasons. And I think one of them being she wanted to win that game and she wanted to keep her strongest group out there. But this is a chance in this Challenge Cup for Freya Coombe to get players that come off the bench minutes, game minutes, especially against a team like All Rain. So I'm hoping to see more rotation from Angel City, a few more subs coming in off the bench. I'm not talking a full five, but two, three, (laughs) just get different players some minutes, like more than one player oh. sub coming in. Um, but that's that's really what I'm looking at. I'm hoping that Freya Coom looks at this game and says, okay, what can we do? Let's try different players and, and let's get rotation in there and try to get on the board, still lean on press in the attacking end. But uh, I'm going to go both teams score. All ring comes out on top, 2-1, 3-1. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but both teams on the board. What about you, Sandra? Angel City. I like that. All rain. What are you thinking? Uh, I like it. Look, this is this is the match that is uh, going to be on people's radar again. I think that the both games that are coming out of of the West Division, people are going to be paying a close eye to. But listen, I chose them to do big things in 2022, and I'm not going to stop. I, I'm also going with all rain in this one. Okay, so we're closing it out with two similar picks, right? Yeah, uh, I'm fine. also going. That's okay. That will we will find out real early this year where jinxes or not. Uh, but I'm also going with OL Rain to, to pick up the win. And again, I'm gonna be I'm looking at the middle third because of uh, of the argument here. We're talking about the the games that took place mm-hmm. during match week one and, and some of the uh, some of the energy that was coming out against the uh, you know between the two uh, California sides. And and yes, uh, there was a, a historic goal that was scored by Savannah McCaskill, and we saw very very early on the the chemistry. That that is starting to show itself between a player like a you know McCaskill and somebody like Press who is just capable of trying to create her own shot wherever on the pitch just to make things interesting right so i think because of that yes we can definitely see some goals in this one but it will end up going towards one way and I, again i'm looking at that middle third i just think that the the midfield company that is is established at ol rain is better quite frankly yeah. than yeah. what is 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 at angel city at the moment i just think this combination of depending on what laura harvey decides to to roll out or roll out with you know whether it's quinn or Fishlock mm-hmm. or Lavelle or Angelina, et cetera, et cetera, right? Is going to just be greater than the the some other parts mm-hmm. in, in in Ricaro or or McCaskill come come kickoff in match day, right? So it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle, I think, to sort of see which team is gonna be giving what to who. Uh, but I just think that old rain is gonna be coming out on top in this one and uh, pick up their first win of the challenge cup. So that's what I'm going with as well. I do too. So we we 
we're the same on two of our picks this weekend. But um, if if we're correct in these, that means O.L. Rain is going to come out on top in the West Division. Um, we'll see that because that's the thing right now. Only North Carolina and and uh, Chicago have wins in the Challenge Cup. Three points walking away. They're at the top of the table. I'm excited to see how everything shakes out. Goals that happens if if we get some healthy players back into the mix for both for all sides. I, I know Gotham was missing a lot. Um, so that's what I'm looking for as well. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Challenge Cup week two. Let's go. Thank you everybody so much for joining us in our Challenge Cup week two preview. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us on the live. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Spotify now, thank you so much. But if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review with a question on Apple Podcasts, and Lisa and I will answer it during our mailbag segment. So we're also available as video. Hit subscribe if uh, you've already uh, watching us live, and you can never miss out on any exclusive interviews that we have or whenever we go live over at youtube.com slash attacking third and we'll be back on sunday afternoon with a live week two recap right here for you on attacking Third's youtube channel you can catch all of the challenge club games on paramount plus and we'll be back with you soon for sandra and lisa roman this was attacking third